0: Adam first thought the distant rumble was thunder. Then, no, that can't be. This mountainous, arid no-man's land on the border of Turkey and Syria was one of the driest places on earth. He had never seen rain here. No, not thunder. And there was a deep-throated, impacting cadence to the rumbling. Artillery. That's what he was hearing, artillery fire that could be anywhere from five to fifteen miles away, depending on what tricks the terrain was playing with the acoustics. He pushed himself away from the field table, and the paperwork spread out before him. He crossed the seven-by-ten interior of the sparsely furnished tent that had just enough space for a cot, the table for his computer and files, and a trunk that contained his clothes and personal items. The plank flooring, intended to keep out the scorpions and snakes, succeeded most of the time. Mosquito netting draped the tent flap opening and served to keep out the murderous desert flies during the daylight hours. He grabbed a wide-brimmed fedora from the top of the trunk, jammed it upon the back of his head, and stepped outside. Adam was a big man, well-proportioned, with thick black hair touched with gray at the temples. Today he wore a short-sleeved white cotton shirt, faded denim jeans, and desert boots. He almost welcomed this interruption. He'd been crunching numbers with a calculator, poring over and balancing the latest batch of invoices and expenses. He'd acquired an unfortunate Indiana Jones reputation among his peers and the general public that he longed to live down. "'Appearances on science and history channels as an expert "'had given him a high profile in his field "'as well as a degree of name recognition. "'The fact that he looked and sounded good on camera "'had, in fact, become a source of embarrassment. "'He wished the cameras were rolling at times like this "'when Adam Chase, the cutting-edge archaeologist, "'was reduced to being little more than a harried accountant "'trying to make the numbers balance.'" Two people were approaching his tent at a brisk walk from separate directions. Lara Newton, wiping her hands with a greasy rag, advanced in long-legged strides from the direction of where she'd been fiddling with a troublesome generator that had stumped the local maintenance crew. There was a grease smudge on her forehead. Chase had the impression that she was striding across the compound toward him because she had seen Captain Yilmaz approaching from the opposite direction. Yilmaz had the stocky build and swarthy complexion of the average male Turk, but with fleshy features and unreadable eyes. His military uniform was heavily starched, the boots spit-polished. He appeared impervious to the one hundred-plus degree heat. Though it was mid-afternoon, the sun still struck like a giant fist, and the air was like the maw of a blast furnace. The surrounding terrain was utterly hostile. BEYOND THE CAMP, WITH ITS TENTS AND CAREFULLY SECTORED DIG AREAS, ITS SHACKS FOR THE STORAGE OF TOOLS AND ARTIFACTS, THERE WAS NOTHING BUT UNINHABITABLE EMPTINESS. barren, ROCKY, DRY, HILL COUNTRY. JAGGED MOUNTAIN PEAKS ROSE FAR TO THE EAST. A BRAZEN SUN IN A WHITE SKY, FREE OF CLOUDS, PRESSED DOWN UPON A VISTA OF BROWNS AND GREYS WITHOUT A SINGLE SPOT OF GREEN. The nearest settlement was thirty miles away. The hills were populated with bandits who would kill for the gold fillings in your teeth and they would take their time with a woman before they killed her. Clashing political forces armed with automatic weapons traveled the same narrow roads. Violence could flare without warning at any second. To those who lived off the land and were fueled by political and religious rhetoric, every Westerner was a target.